Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Erin Curran, taking over from Evie today for the 100th episode as I'll be interviewing her. I am so glad you're listening to this special edition. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. Fabulous by Design brings in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who change their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. So grab a cup of tea and your favorite note-taking device, lean back and let's get inspired. Like Evie, I also believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Hello, Evie, and welcome to your very own The Fabulous by Design podcast. How are you feeling today with it being your 100th episode of the show? Erin, before I start spreading my feels and emotions, I want to thank you for this beautiful introduction. It is so difficult to listen to your own voice sometimes. I'm sure many of us can relate to this. I listened back multiple times to exactly this intro you just read out. And now I had the chance to hear it with a, from a different angle, with a different voice, with a different notation. And I have to tell you, I am amazed. And I just had a moment of, am I really doing this? Am I really doing this already for the hundredth time? Yes, I am. I am excited. I'm feeling so, so thankful that you are doing this to me, hopping on this, taking this role that I usually have on the show. And I'm incredibly thankful for all listeners, for the audience, for all our friends here who have listened over more than a year now to Fabulous by Design. And I would just say before I get even more emotion, hit me with the next question. (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs) So out of all the amazing episodes that you've recorded, is there any particular one that stands out to you the most? And if there is, why is that? When I saw this question, Erin, and now even sitting here wanting to give a proper answer, I don't think that there is any episode that is better than the other. I believe that all these stories that are shared here on Fabulous by Design are so full of bravery and empowerment. And me as an ambassador and believer of the uniqueness in humanity, I am not able to make a difference in those stories. They are all equally empowering. They are all equally people who went through pain, misery, adversity, and who just had made what they possibly can do with their skill sets what they have currently available to get out of that misery and make that better life they were seeking. And I think all of them are incredibly inspiring. For me as a host, personally, sometimes I listen to those shows while I'm recording it and have really difficulties of not getting lost in the story and to keep up with my next thought and the next question. So I love them. I really fell in love with the process of interviewing incredible human beings on the show. Yeah, everyone's different in their own way. Like every story is so unique. And 
you've been so you actually wanted to start a podcast for four years it took me four years to be able to start and you said that what kept you from doing it for such a long time was that you were afraid of being judged and you had this fear of speaking so tell us more about what helped you to overcome the fear of being judged and that fear of speaking I have to mention before that I'm sure it was even more than four years four (laughs) years I had real thoughts so to say the thoughts that were really close to me and I were considering doing it before that I had a huge urge of expression of expressing myself in a way that I felt is something that could do better for the world that could inspire people however at the time I didn't know what it is I couldn't grasp it I was in a like probably everybody of us living in a system where you just do things because you do them that was Hunting one corporate job after the other, being unhappy, not truly understanding why not, because I had good jobs. I was surrounded by good people. It was good pay. It was good money available to me. I had a life in a city that was incredibly amazing, right? And I yet felt that I am not my true self. Came the time that I was looking for options for me to get out of that system, to get out of the place I was to make my life somewhat more exciting. Again, I couldn't grasp it at that time. I thought I need to share this to the world. However, who am I to do this? Who am I to think that I can inspire someone? Who am I to be able, you know, thinking that I'm able to put together a story that people will listen to. So all these thoughts that came to my mind. And then again, what if someone listens? So there was this conflict of, I want to be heard, but what if somebody hears? And what if people don't agree with me? So the constant feeling of not being enough, not to myself. So how can I be to others? And then if someone would say something, I didn't even think that far to say how I'm going to deal with that. But instantly, there was a feeling of I'm going to die, literally. I'm not going to survive any judgment, any criticism if I do so. However, when I started building my business and started going into the direction of giving it a try again after I failed once miserably in my 20s and gathering some courage. I'm just saying like some courage. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I wanted to do this in my mother tongue in German. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm living abroad. I will never speak German again. Everybody who is surrounding me speaks English. And I feel at that time that I could express myself the best in English. So again, another obstacle. What if people don't like my accent? What if I say something wrong? What if the wording is like totally off and people be like, who is she to speak to me? I did it anyway. I did it despite anything. And I think really how I overcame these fears is by listening back to myself and really diving into the topic and not seeing or not looking at what's all wrong, what's not good, the accents, the words, whatever, but really aligning with the message it took me so much courage to listen back to my own show so many tears but here I am today here you are today and you're 100 episodes even 
Incredible. <laughs> it seems like it's really emotional. It is. If I remember back then when I was recording my first episode, which is, I think, uh, five to seven minutes long, I can't, I, I can't recall the number, but I've been sitting and recording this for an hour, reading it, scribing it. I don't know what I have all done and listening back to it. And the more I listened, the more I changed the voice. <laughs> and the more I listened, the more dramatic it all became. And the more I listened, the more I wanted to drop it. But I couldn't anymore. There was no way back because I committed to it and I committed publicly. So I had to bring out this episode on the 11, 11 November 2022. I had to do it. There was no way out. And so I did. I never had a hard time again, like in this first episode. However, um, there were times where I thought, okay, I'm going to drop this again. It's just so hard. But I think the constant little tiny steps forward are exactly this, what we need in order to overcome everything we think we are not good enough to do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Step by step. Um, And years ago, you moved to your home country in Austria, from your home country in Austria to Greece. And you wanted to make the perfect beach holiday your lifestyle with having a coffee on the balcony and watching the sunset every day. So how did you make this happen? And what were some of the key components to manifesting this life, Evie? Oh, Erin, the word manifestation at the time was so far from me. Like this didn't exist on my horizon yet. So I don't think... I think that what we see as manifestation, I think I was manifesting this over a decade of my life while I was in my hometown living the perfect life. Some people would say from the outside, I had that job, I had that money, I had my friends, I had an incredibly beautiful, clean, safe country. Yet the desire to, as you said, watching the sunset with my coffee or actually with a tea sunsets by now, but the sunrise with a coffee potentially was just literally a dream that seemed so far away. And whenever I spoke about it, in these days, back then, people were telling me that I'm literally an idiot. Like, first of all, why would you leave this perfect country? And secondly, again, how are you going to make this work? Where do you have the money to own a house on the beach? Where are you going to go? And what are you going to do there? So over this decade, I was literally fighting society's thoughts, society's norms. And it came that far that I reached a point of, I can't anymore. There was literally no job that I didn't try. There was no job that I was thinking that potentially could be something for me that fulfills me, that makes me get up in the morning and go to work and actually be happy and do meaningful work. I just knew this is not out there for me because it's not meant for me. I got to do something else. And I got an invitation from a friend who lived back then, or she still lives in Greece, my best friend. And she said, Ivana, you haven't been here in five years since I live here. Now you're turning 30. This is your invitation to try diving. So you can see what I'm living for all these years. And I said, you know why not? Let's go diving. I took the invitation. I arrived at that place. I was sitting on her balcony in an afternoon. She prepared a coffee for me, went straight back to work. And I was sitting alone in my friend's apartment, watching those palm trees, the sunset. And I was like, wow, 
I'm going to stay, not knowing at the moment how I'm going to do this. It felt home. It felt home to me. And three weeks later, I got a job invitation, an offer to stay at that place, to take a job at the diving school she was working. And without thinking, I said yes. The fear came later. But I knew after all these years, having this dream and dreaming it, not knowing how to potentially get there, I knew this is my ticket out, the one and only, and I will never get this chance again that easily coming to me. So I took it and the rest just started unfolding. The moment I stated what I want, my life started unfolding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you said as well in your first podcast episode, this is where you you touched on on that story there. Um, If you really want something, it's possible because I did it. So you said that. So what advice would you give to people who want to reach their dreams but might be experiencing self-doubt? Oh, a lot of advice. I can give you a lot of advice here now. I think we always struggle with two things, internal and external. Externally, what do others believe? Because we are, we are growing up in a society We are taught by our parents, caregivers, who tell us what's wrong and what's right. And up to a point, we so incorporate this and we will be living up to it. We would never want to disappoint anybody of our friends and family, right? So from that point of view, I would say don't ask for advice. Don't ask for advice of people who are not there where you want to be, who cannot grasp your idea who don't feel what you feel. I know it's a tough call, but you're going to find the people who are living that life so you can see that it is possible without, you know, any big magic. It's just one step at a time, as I said. And internally, there is this thing that appears on any level, no matter if you just start in creating the life of you desire or if you are in the midst of it or if you are, you know, going to the next level yeah whatever that means to you listener right now the doubts you have within yourself will always be there like our brain is made to protect us from danger right if you think back in the stone ages where we were still hunting and humanity was out there right we only had fire and caves and we were exposed to danger And whenever we did something silly, that could have been your last breath, literally, right? If you hadn't taken care enough of your family, the lion just might have took it overnight, right? Or you tripped because you didn't pay attention and the wild uh, tiger just was, you know, you were just not fast enough to climb on the tree or whatever. So this is not happening anymore in our world right now. So we have to be aware of that, that our brain is just old, and it will always tell us when we set out for something new, this is dangerous. But here I always ask myself the question, is that really so? Is that a reality? So if I now want to create a new program in my business, my fear would be immediately, who's going to buy that instantly? And then I have to ask myself, is that true that nobody will buy from me? And then I go further in that. And This fear will always appear whenever I set out to something new. The only difference is 
as we learn, as we progress, as we develop, as we grow as person, we will always have more tools available that we can use and we will be so quicker to create the awareness and put them into place. And this is where things come with ease. So nobody will save you from taking the first step. But if you can incorporate that, things will become easier and easier and easier as you go. Mm, fantastic advice. And while we're on the subject of mindset, in one of your Instagram posts, you talk about rejection and you highlight that rejection is about the individual and not about you. Why do you think so many people take rejection personally? And how did you manage to reframe your belief around rejection? I think we are experiencing rejection on a daily basis. It's just what we are able to take. So imagine this. You take your phone, you write a WhatsApp message to your friend and be like, are you up for coffee this afternoon? And straight away you get like, oh, sorry, I can't. I'm busy tonight. Is that a problem? Probably not, because it is normal that, and it's okay that some people are busy if we are spontaneous and they, they, they cannot follow up our call. If you go to your partner's, let's say, room and your partner, he or she, is busy doing something and you are so needy of a hug at the moment and your expectation just doesn't get met, right? You go like, I want to have a hug. And they'll be like, sorry, give me five minutes. I'll be with you in a moment. That is a rejection. That might feel ugly at that very moment where you'll be like, okay, cool. I'll get you in five minutes. I respect your space. We are experiencing on, on a daily basis, right? However, rejection in business, when we create our own product, when we take the full responsibility of the outcome, where we as a creator are the person who has to give one way or the other a certain guarantee. This is a whole different level because the, the things we create, we put out there are not just something we put down on paper. This is from deep down solutions that we offer that are created from the bottom of our hearts. This is mine that I give to you, right? How can you possibly reject that? We are so bonded with that, that it just feels like they would reject us. In reality, if you have to understand that we can't be a fit for everyone, not personally, not on a level of professional relationships, like work-related. That's just not it. And the person is not rejecting you. The person might be rejecting the way you look because they have seen somebody else in the past. They have looked the same and did harm to them. This is just subconscious things that come up when we decline something, right? Even if you see the biggest value in your offer and in your product you create and somebody says no because they can't afford it at that time because it's not because they don't see the value because they can't really afford it and they need to respect people's spaces, people's decisions. And you will get rejected so often, more than anything else. And I can only tell you, put yourself out there 
get rejected as soon as possible because then you know who your people are, who your potential buyers are and who the people are you really want to have in your world. You can, instead of hoping, go there, get rejected and know what you have to do next. And what I do, because this is painful, as you can imagine, this is not an easy thing to go through. And somebody says no, and you're like, oh my God, I tried so hard. Why not? Am I really bad? Don't take it so hard. Go out, take a breath, and move on to the next one. Move forward. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, Now, this show, it inspires and empowers your listeners. So what inspires and empowers you? To create a show? Just in life, in general, in life, in business. I was always looking up to celebrities i never wanted to be famous nor do i nor do i seek this today but i was looking up to not whatever exactly doing and whether it was music or acting or writing or whatever it was i was looking at the impact they had on the people the impact of being able to move groups of people into a direction that actually helped them, where they did good, where they made meaningful change. This was what always was inspiring me. And I wanted to be one of them. Back then, I didn't know where this is going to go, but that feeling I had, and I was not able to lift this in the corporate world. In the end, who inspired me to make the step was after I failed my first business in my 20s miserably because there was all these like doubts. I didn't know what I'm doing. I was not able to seek help. I just thought like, I'm going to push this through somehow. And then the world will come and look for me. I tried for five years, barely made any money and I was burned out. And just when I had my first thoughts and I thought like, okay, I'm going to give this a go again after many, many years of loads of work to go through this failure. I met my mentor, which was my former boss. And I was presenting him my thoughts and ideas in a very shy I remember very insecure way and his words were like yes you can do this I believe in you my first thought was like how can you potentially even believe in me I left your company I left you behind basically but I also understood that this person was working close to me for many many years and I just had a sense of trust and I knew that this was genuine words. I felt this in my gut and this sticked with me. And whenever I was in doubt, I knew that there is someone believing in me and I was borrowing that trust for the time being till I found a belief in myself. Wow. Wow. It all comes down to self-belief. It comes down to self-belief. You got to be your own cheerleader and I'm not saying just because you believe in yourself, everything will unfold easily. There is some work we have to do. And the more precise the work is, the more, the less turns you will take in the end. But there is mm-hmm. also one point, you got to have that blind faith that things are going to work out for you, no matter what. It's not often, or most of the time, not how we plan it. It can It can take different paths, right? But to have that faith and be open to see that there are opportunities right in front of you 
every day you wake up. This is a skill. If you develop this I and a little bit of stubbornness, I don't think there is anything potentially in your way that can hold you back. Yeah, that is, that is great. And I have two more questions for you, Evie, before we wrap it up. Um, so the first one here is, what are some of the biggest life lessons you've learned from since you recorded your first episode to now when you've recorded your 100th episode? All right. So first, something strategic. Starting a podcast when you are not quite ready yet to define your target audience, like looking from the business side of the business is a hell of a job. But for me, it was never meant to connect this ever to my business because as I said, I was so shy. It was just a trial. It was for me. Yes, I had uh, cool guests that aligned with the stories on my podcast, but no, I was never meant to share this. So starting a podcast when you are not there yet, when you don't have your target audience can be twice as difficult as if you have that in place. Remember my words. And it will take even then a little bit of time till you finally get there and hit the target. And I want to encourage you, don't worry about that. Because I have the feeling now I'm hitting the target since literally 20 episodes. Where it's really, I have the feeling that those who are listening and coming back to me and approaching me are the people I want to work with. Hell yeah, isn't that amazing? But it took me 80 episodes to get there. Um, so what I learned is keep going. It can only get better. Yeah. And what I learned on like personally, I shouldn't take myself so serious. This whole podcast is not about me. And if I would have continued to think of what people think about me personally, and be afraid to be rejected, be afraid to be heard and seen. I would have covered up all the places for these beautiful people on this show. This is not about me. This is about the stories I want to spread over this entire globe. And in the other short episodes, I speak about different kinds of topics. This is not about me either. This is about you, dear listener. And since I shifted in this direction that I genuinely, every word I put in here is meant for you, my life became easier. And what do people misunderstand about you the most? <sighs> I, I was afraid of this one. <laughs> as much as I love asking this question to everybody on my show, because I think it adds a little bit uniqueness to the person. And also it shows that we are all human beings being misunderstood on our path, whether in whatever direction this goes. And at the beginning, I thought if I ask this question, probably people will have more or less the same answers. But I realized like, oh my gosh, no, there is so much out there. So what do people misunderstand the most about me? I think those who do not understand me are still considering me and seeing me being in a dreamy space. Like I am the dreamer. I am dreaming the impossible, right? 
recently I was called an idiot because I was setting out to a huge goal, a goal I couldn't grasp. I can't even yet now entirely because it's that big. But I believe that if I set myself only that goal that I can see, that I can feel, that I can smell, that is so close to me, I limit myself. I'm limiting myself the moment I do not dare to dream bigger than what is. So what seems for others to be such a dreamy state and be like, yeah, how are you ever going to go there? I don't speak to everybody openly. And believe me, there is a plan. I'm not only dreaming, I'm doing. And every step I take in the smallest space, every minute I sit behind my desk, pays into my success account. So what others, what seems to be to others like a, a you know, a lunatic dream for me is reality I work for. Well, thank you so much, Evie. It has been a fantastic episode and I know the listeners have got to know you even more on a deeper level. So thank you for letting me host the show. I appreciate you, Erin, for doing this. I think it is not easy to dive into, you know, someone else's world, but I invited you here especially because I had a really, really, really good feeling. And because I know you know my podcast, because you were bringing guests to my show as well, because this is what you do. And mm -hmm. I know you've been listening to it. I know you aligned 100% with my stories. So I just want to say thank you so much for the time, for your compassion, for your love. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait, dear listener, because I will have Erin soon as an interview guest on this show. Erin is a podcaster herself. She's doing some other incredible work. I don't want to spread too much yet. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button, not to miss out on any further show. And I wanted to say thank you to you, Erin, to everyone who has potentially contributed to the show, whether it was an interview guest or you, dear listener. Thank you for being my world. <laughs>